You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. What exactly do you mean by haunted? I it it's not haunted, but that was what it what the person said. So now I'm a little nervous because I'm always I'm really superstitious about things. Yeah, and I'm afraid that I did something wrong. I'm assuming you did something I'm, wrong. I'm and not assuming. I've done this uh, like so many times. It's one of the cool things in my neighborhood. Like I can go around and find things and, and grab them, and it's totally and it's fine. It's a perfect way to pass on something terrible to someone else. Like a curse. Yes, ah, that's exactly what it could be. No, oh, this is a big issue. We're gonna have to settle Stop. this. Stop! Don't you're mean. You and you may have brought it here into the studio. I did. Now you've involved I me. I did. Okay. You don't even know what it is yet. I'm upset already. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. It is a great way to support Fun Employment Radio. We really do appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. We and do. Uh, it is fantastic when you are able to go there and tell all of your friends, far and wide, and your enemies, too, to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Amazon link. I'm also looking. We've got a live chat that go, that uh, goes on with this show as well because we broadcast live. It's six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. You get to listen in live and join the chat. I am seeing um, – I just have to bring this up to side sidetrack for a second. Why is everybody discussing hot dogs in the chat? What exactly is going on there? Oh, You because- want a hot dog? Well, of course I want a hot dog. I always want a hot dog, clearly. Okay. No, I did – You are Sarah Hot Dog Dylan. I Actually, Hebrew Nationals uh, were – Fifty uh, percent off yesterday. See, but that's the thing. Why were they fifty percent? No, they were off? like they were like two for five dollars. So usually like five dollars for a, for a pack. They come in seven. Yeah, but that's you realize that's still fifty percent off. No, no, I, but it's they're usually five dollars, and you got two for five dollars. No, no, no. So then it's it, it was two for five dollars. So I got a, a pack for two fifty. Yes, yeah, so that's fifty percent off. Of that's what, what I normal. said. Yeah, so I got fifty percent <laughs> off hot dogs. I don't understand what what's so not making got, sense. Well, because you said no when I said it was. Oh, well, I don't, I'm used to off. saying no when you say things. Okay, that's I don't all know I was clarifying. Sure. Yeah, but fifty percent off hot dogs—that doesn't sound like a good idea. They're Hebrew Nationals. They're delicious. They just had too many. I asked, and it was they had overstock. <laughs> they had, the hot dogs were falling off. the No, back because of the truck. they had too many hot dogs because they're stocking hey. up for Fourth uh, of July. Was this a guy in like the parking lot that was saying this? No, like, it was hey, in the it was the deli meat section. My boss ordered too many of these hot dogs. I got a case of them in the back of my truck. What do you say? Two for one? Would you buy uh, hot dogs off the back of a truck two for one? No, I would not. But you love Hebrew nationals. I do, but I would not buy them off of the back of a truck. I I, I like to buy them at a trusted source. I'm weird with meat anyway. What if they were in a cooler and they were sealed? No. I mean, and you could see the expiration date, and the expiration date was fine. It was just like a cooler in the back of a truck. I still don't trust expiration dates. I want to see where my product comes from. But I mean, it's just a difference from being in the store well, look, to being in the I back wanna, of a truck. Because I trust the distributors from the stores that I go to. I don't. I don't trust a random guy driving around in a truck with street hot dogs. What if he just ordered too many hot dogs? Like, hey, I was going to. That's have a what party they did and... at that at the store that I went to, and so, so I was them. able to have delicious hot dogs. I think there's circumstances where you would buy them. Well, I think maybe. If you were hungry yeah, enough. if I. Yeah, if like we were. There was like a hot dog shortage. Yeah, if like I don't know, we were out at like a festival and I was starving, and we'd had like and a couple beers. And, and some then guy came along. Yeah, and he's just like, "Hey, you want some street hot dogs?" I would probably eat them at that point. <laughs> so that's what I would take. Yes, yeah, so there's a festival and a couple of beers. I mean, I think that you would too. 
Mm, I don't know. I'm pretty bad with street meat. No, with we, like, well, we not both street meat's okay. ate disgusting purple hot dogs in Alaska. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. That was after a lot of beers. Yeah, though. exactly. We both made bad hot dog decisions. So let's just yeah, okay. not talk you're, about you're that. Fair. That's, that's a fair okay. point. Okay. We have made bad right, hot stop dog talking decisions. About hot dogs. Okay. That's going to be the title of somebody's autobiography. <laughs> bad hot dog decisions. Hi. My story. <laughs> uh, all right. No, let's talk about what it is that we were bringing up here at the top of the show. Now, Sarah, I, I honestly don't know exactly what it is. You have brought in here, yes. But apparently, something terrible and it's not something terrible. So, it's a weird dream that I had that uh, that referenced okay. something in real life. Okay, but, well, let's go back to beginning here. So, uh, what what are we talking about to begin with? Okay, so what we're talking about to begin with is uh, here in Portland, Oregon. I, I don't know if they have them in other places. Um, we have things called little free libraries. Yeah, which and, I don't think those exist. In okay, a lot of places. well, it's really cool. It's a really neat thing in Portland. So basically, what people do in their residences is they'll set up like basically what look like birdhouses, but they have clear glass fronts and you. Usually, you know, like a handle, and people will um, pick, like, leave books in there, like, bo- like, like different kinds of like magazines, like uh, their favorite books, like children's books, any kind of book. So it's on the street. So you walk by on a sidewalk, and usually, like every several blocks, you'll probably run into one of these things. Like every little neighborhood kind of has one. Yeah, you see them. They look like a little, like usually a little house, or they're like a little wood box, and it'll yeah. say, you know, little free library or library. And people just drop off and exchange books in mm. there for everybody else, which is a cool concept. However, it's still street books. It is street books. They're street books. So I have, I've read lots of street books. I've given lots of street books. I love, like, that's my, it's my favorite thing. I love going for long walks and looking at all the little free libraries. There's always, like, super neat stuff in there. I just found a copy of uh, Stephen King's It in one of them the other day, and I was totally wanting to reread that anyway before the um, before, before the, the movie, movie comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, then you can leave books there, like, if there's a book you really like, but you, you don't want to share it with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck Palahniuk, who lives here in town, when he was... Um, Getting fun, trying to get funding to uh, fund one of his books, Lullaby, to become a movie. He was sticking copies of Lullaby in different, uh, different of the little um, free libraries. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. People use it for book promotions. It's just, it's a really neat thing. Yeah. Anyway, so I like going through them because you can find the weirdest shit. I found so many strange. What's books What's the that weirdest one you found? Oh God, there was a there was a Kama Sutra cookbook in one of them yesterday. How the hell does that work? I didn't look at it because it was like sandwiched between a whole bunch of children's books. I'm like, that one of those things is not. How do you not take that? I didn't want because it was somebody's sticky Kama Sutra. Oh yeah, it's probably so full of. I'm not touching that thing. Kama Sutra cookbook. Yeah. Okay, that just seems kind of weird. It was super weird, and then it was surrounded by like Curious George books. Like, (laughs) uh, what is happening? So basically, kids now. That's how. Well, if. They have the internet, so I guess it doesn't matter. But that's how they're finding porn is, yeah. is through these free libraries. The erotic cooking. Erotic cooking. Oh. That's gonna be some kid's first idea of what what that is. Ooh. No, I've never seen like porn in them. I've seen like people leave like VHS tapes. Some of them have like um, they leave VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Some of them have flowers in them. There's one that I go to uh, on I think on Yam Hill that has um, like a fortune teller kind of thing. Like they have a jar in there and you can pull out your fortune and read it. Like it's ah. a, this, these are the little reasons why I still love Portland. No, that is awesome. It's pretty cool. It's, that's pretty cool. So I, I get lots of books from there. And so uh, yesterday I was walking and I was looking, I was doing a walk and I came across one of the little libraries because I was walking a different way that I'd never seen before. And I was going through it. And this one, this particular one had a lot of like romance novels in it, which are just not my bag. Yeah. But uh, then I came across this, this book. I have it right here that kind of piqued my interest. So uh, I was reading the back of it. So uh, this book is called The Wizard's Daughter. So The Wizard's Daughter by Barbara Michaels. Okay. 
Um, it's a thrilling ghost story, a spellbinding tale of love and of intrigue. It, so- it, it sounded interesting to me. So with her silver, her silver curls and sea green eyes, Marianne Ransom was a striking beauty, spirit orphan, but there was something that set her apart. She possessed the gift of second sight, a power that awakened in her when a twist of fate brought her. So anyway, it's like basically about ghosts and psychics and and okay. princes and it just and sounded interesting and, and wizards. Daughters. Sounded like cool. The Wizard's Daughter. That's a weird name for a book. I'm going to totally read The Wizard's Daughter. Yeah. So I picked this up. Read. Um, I don't know, like the first chapter of it yesterday. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. So read it before I went to sleep. And then uh, last night I had this weird dream where I was, you know, in a place that I've seen in other dreams before, like in like a big old house. And they're like, you know, the ex-sorority sisters that I've never come to terms with, you know, my issues with them. That Yeah, you kind still of have a lot up. of issues with that. Still have totally You know, it was a long time ago, too. I know. It was like 15, 20. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Oh, 15 years ago that I graduated yeah. from college. Yeah, you still have issues with these sorority girls. Still do. Girls. A lot. They're in, like, I don't think about them in my waking life, Yeah, but they're in my dreams all the time, constantly. And I don't know if I... I think I just... Like, always... I don't know. Like, I'm unsettled at the reason, like, I ne- why I never got along with them or, yeah. like, why they never liked me. Huh. And I don't know why. I don't, like, I don't hold on, think about... You hold on to this grudge. I have. And they they always pop up in my dreams, and it's particular people, like, I don't even know, like, where they live or who they are anymore, but they're... they're uh, whatever their dream people are in my dreams. I've got a couple of people that I will show up in my dreams that I still have grudges for. Like there's o- there's only a couple. I- I've I've got a list in my head. I mean, I, I, I have a list. You probably have a list written on the wall in the gimp room. Uh, no, it's I don't have a list, but the gimp room is the nickname for a room in my basement because it seems like it should be a gimp room. It's a hidden room. It's there are no gimps in there. Um, but no, there's there's a couple of people. Number one on the list. Would be the woman from the apartment when my apartment burned down. The uh, the apartment manager, and uh, how she treated me after that. Like she's number one. She'll mm-hmm. always be number one. Oh, yeah. on the list. Like I dream of ever. I used to dream about someday being in a position of power where I could fire her or something like that. Like that's that's as far as I'm going to go. Oh yeah, that would be. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be great. Anyway, so All you right. have the sorority girls. Set. So the sorority girls, they're always in my dreams. I don't know why. There's there. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes we get along. Sometimes I'm just feeling really insecure. It's uh-huh. just I, maybe it all depends on how I'm feeling that day. I don't know. That's sure. too much deep shit. Anyway, I was there, and one of them came up to me. I can't remember what was her name. I think it was like Courtney or something. So this was happening in the dream. In my dream, and she got to me, and she's like, "Hey, Sarah, I heard that uh, you you picked up that book, the the Wizard's Daughter." Uh huh. And this was in my dream. And I'm like, well, yeah, I got it at one of the Free Little Irish. She's like, you shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, what? what? You- yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? I Wait, so have- you, the, you have the book, the actual book. This is the dream. You're walking along. Yeah, so here's the woman- book right here. The book is in my dream. This, I'm looking at the book, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I have it right here. And it was in my dream. And she's like, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, why shouldn't I have gotten it? She's like, what? that book. She's like, that book is cursed. You should not have picked that up. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm kind of freaked out because I think it's real. And then, you know, I wake well, up yeah. in the morning and then, you know, and then the wizard's daughter is laying right next to me. So I don't know. It's like I, I try. I'm very superstitious and I try not to, like, displease anything or be disrespectful to um, anything of sacrilege to anybody. Um, I believe I'm, you know, I believe in karma. I don't like taking well, you're things dancing from around people. a whole lot here. I'm sorry. I'm just a little freaked out. Why'd you just throw this thing on the on the table? Well, you should take a look at it. Look at it. So why? I don't know. It was just a weird, that very is a strange specific thing dream. To have and happen. I and I had the book 
in my hand in the dream. Well, now I've touched it. I'm not taking this thing with me. All right, who is, uh, is there any kind of strange writing in it? I don't think so. Why would it be haunted? I don't know, man. That's free. That's weird. Well, I don't know where else to go with this. It's just supposed to make me feel better. I'm sorry. I can't make you feel better. That's a very strange, specific dream to have, like, a haunted object. Have you ever had a haunted object before that you think that you think is haunted? Not that I know of. I've always been very wary. Like, I never take anything that doesn't belong to me. Like, I'm very, I'm very superstitious. Like, I've, I've talked about this before. If I find something in, like, my apartment that somebody has left behind, I never move it. I just, like, leave things there. Like, in my mm. old my apartment I've lived in before this one, someone had left, like, a couple of books and then, like, some, um, I don't know, some old, like, handles and, like, antique handles. And I just left everything where it was. I don't like to to displace things that are in their place. That's, like, the things that are in my, the hidden room in my attic. I have a lot of hidden rooms in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not going to displace that stuff. It no, stays I don't in like- there. It's there forever. No, there's this teeny tiny little rubber chicken that I found in my kitchen. That's weird. Yeah, that's uh, sitting on top of the light switch, and there's like a, um, it's like an old timey light switch. So there's a light switch with like a, um, a pole, you know, like a pipe coming out of it. And so between it's a the teeny tiny chicken. Yeah, and between the pipe and the wall, there's just this little teeny tiny rubber chicken that's just been there. I just leave it there. I'm like, all right, chicken, you, it's just you and me. We're living with each other. I'm not touching it. Not Why are you it. scared of it? No, I just don't want to throw it. Maybe it's supposed to be there. That's, that's how superstitious I am, and so that's why I'm like... And so w- when you have a dream that this thing is haunted, like, what was the warning? What's going to happen to you? She didn't say. She just said... Uh, that's even worse. Yeah. That's even worse. Okay, I don't know if I like this at all. But I, I don't like the fact that you brought it here into the studio if this thing is haunted. Well, I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Should I read it? I do, that sounds like it's something... Uh, God, what's the... I don't know, maybe like The Ring. Like seven days or something. You're not supposed to watch the movie or you're not supposed to read that book. Maybe you're not supposed to read it. Maybe that's what fulfills the curse. Or maybe it's just picking it up. Well, I mean, then we're both screwed. <sighs> uh, Brahim and Hannah in the live chat said they discovered a haunted episode of Fun Employment Radio number 1366. Don't listen to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Edward says, I'd at- read it, then burn it. All right, let's ask the chat here. What would you do? Would I'm you looking read this at book? the wizard's daughter, and it has like very good, it has like four out of five stars, it roughly. Says, Three out of one hundred people that read that uh, read the book disappear mm. mysteriously. It does not say that the wizard's daughter haunted. Okay, I don't know. That's just a very strange thing. If you have somebody specifically telling you that this book is haunted, yeah, it was very specific. And I've, you know, I I read a lot of books, and I've never had a dream like that. It was kind of weird. That's upsetting. Mm-hmm. That's upsetting. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other haunted objects. The, the only thing that I feel bad about that I. Because if you go back, actually, if you go to funemploymentradio.com slash store, you can purchase the ghost investigation of my house. There's a video. Um, it's actually, I highly encourage everybody, if you haven't watched it, go there. It's just a couple of bucks, and uh, it's a whole, you get to see the inside of my house and all the places that I'm referencing. You can see them, including the tiny room in my upstairs converted attic bedroom that is so creepy, really creepy, and apparently haunted. So in there... You know, th- this room, it was clearly a children's pl- a ch- or a child's playroom at some point. don't think about that too long. Yeah, I know. Where I don't know whether they were sealed in there or not, uh, but it was a child's playroom at some point, and there were tiny little toys that I found. I found, like, a uh, an old uh, Kodak canister or box where, where a film would have been in. film wasn't there, but that was from 1964. I mean, the house is from 1907, so who knows what, what the hell you're going to uh, find in that thing. But I did find a little ornament 
that looked like it probably something that a kid would have. It was like a little uh, elf ornament. Oh, that's just creepy. Yeah, like an old-timey elf ornament. And I took it, and I took it out of the room, and I felt weird about doing it. And I, n- I never told anybody this. I ended up stepping on it on accident, and I broke it. Oh. Yeah. So I broke it in half on accident. It fell off, and I stepped on it. And I just wasn't paying attention. And so I feel weird. I felt weird about it. Like, I shouldn't. I shouldn't feel weird, but I did feel really weird about that. About the fact that I broke the toy that I found in the... Yeah, because that seems like a betrayal or something. Yeah. I think if I did have a haunted thing, it would be the skeleton key that I stole from my uh, house in college. You stole the skeleton key to the, like, sorority? No, to the house that I lived in my senior year. I accidentally took it with me, and by the time... Because it was on my keychain, and I just kind of liked it as a... Why did you need a skeleton key? Oh, because the house was so old. Like so could, every room had a different lock? No, I've, yeah, every room could lock, but there was only one skeleton key, and since I was the one that found the house and got, like, the... Ma- so I got the master bedroom and everything, so I got Wait, the so skeleton key. so there's no other key. copies of that key? No, but you know what? So oh. I've, I've always wanted to go back and lock all the doors in that house, like, coming to visit WSU. But I think that the... I think they... Well, they should have by now, because that house was falling apart when I lived there, but I'm pretty sure that they plowed it down. I don't think it's there anymore. Huh. But if I did have a haunted object, I think it might be that skeleton key. Yeah, that I still could have be. it. It sits on my dresser. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird that you still have it. I don't know. Yeah, I that, mean, I don't know what to do with it. Like, yeah. that's not something that you can throw away. Yeah, like now I'm just kind of stuck with it. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I can say this. I mean, that's a weird dream that you had. I've I've been having, I've been having a strange series of dreams too. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, I know I didn't put this on the list, but um, no, Greg, stick to the list, Greg. Yeah, whenever I, I deviate this... from the list, Greg gets so mad. No, I don't. No, you just got to get back to the list. That's okay, all. Okay, all right. Tell me. I do not me. get so mad. Lucky's getting worked up. Can you hear it? <laughs> all right, tell me your dream. Um, well, last uh, last week, or, or I guess it was two weeks ago, I was talking about how um, I had the dream where I was at my house, you know, and I. It was night, and it seemed real, and I could float outside through walls, and I floated outside oh, yeah, onto the, the street. Oh, yeah, the shadow person. Yeah, and the street was abandoned, and um, yeah, and there were just like street lights lit up and down, and there was this weird black shape that was mm. zigzagging down the street towards me, and I just kind of stood there and watched it, and it was like, it was looking at me, and I was looking at it. Well, I've been having more dreams of it. All right, Like, no mean? kidding. I'm not... Uh... I don't know. It's kind of freaked. It, it has kind of been freaking me out. Like I would, I debated even about talking about it. Just spit it out. I want to hear this. Um. So I have been having the same kind of dreams where I'm in my house, but it's in my house. Oh. Yeah, for real. And it's kind of it hovers, and it, it was in my room. Really? Yeah. In my dream. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, but I wasn't afraid of it. That's the thing. I wasn't afraid of it. It it didn't scare me. It just looks at me. Okay. With what color eyes? And there's no eyes. How do you know it's looking at you? Well, you just... I, I, I You just know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. You just know. John says Greg's going to wake up one day only to find out his head has been removed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's weird. That happened last night. Where I had the dream, and it was—I mean, it was—I'm dreaming, but it was like it's 
uh, there. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because I keep talking about it. Uh, Vicky's asking male or female. Actually, I'm pretty sure if I had to guess, and this is one of the things that felt weird about it, uh, female. What do you, how do you know that a blob I don't know. with no eyes is exactly. a female? Exactly. I have no idea. I don't know. I can't give you I can't give you a specific reason that I know it's looking at me. I can't give you a specific reason that I that I think it's female. I mean, I, I it's really hard to explain, but it's shaped-ish like a person. It's like floating above your bed. Yeah. Like above you? Uh, oh yeah, above. Like yeah. Well, you look you, like you it's tall. woke up and you were looking and it was like parallel to you? Uh it's like I just knew it was there. Or is it like perpendicular to you? It's standing and I'm laying on the bed. And it's just kind of looking okay. down the hallway. I know it's weird and it's been kind of it's been kind of freaking me out. I'm sure it means I thought you absolutely said that you nothing. weren't freaked out by it. Well, no, it doesn't no, it doesn't scare me in the dream, but it's kind of freaking me out that I'm having this repeated thing in my dream. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of bothersome. I don't really like that. But right. yeah, I I I'm not in the dream. I'm not scared of it. It's strange, you know. It maybe freaks me out a bit, but I'm not. Sca- I don't feel threatened necessarily. There's enough distance that I'm like, okay, and I know you're here. Okay. I don't know. What does that mean? Uh, you I seem uncomfortable, means, and you don't. Yeah, you don't seem uncomfortable about it. No, that's those things are bad. Like the closer that it gets to you, I don't think that's. that's what good. do I do about it? I don't know, like not be relaxed about it, tell it to go away. Okay. All right, that's what I'll do in the dream. Yeah, I would say like tell it to go away. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll need to ask Aaron Duran about this. I think, or maybe it's to. just a weird dream that I'm having. I mean, that's most the most likely situation is just a strange dream that I'm having, but it's just weird. It keeps happening. Yeah, we need to ask Aaron because I think that he's the person. Like I haven't seen anything when I'm awake. Mm-hmm. It's just in the dream. Mm, well, I think that the more you talk about it and the more you acknowledge it, the stronger that it gets. So you probably shouldn't talk about it. So I probably shouldn't have brought it up. You probably shouldn't have brought it up. Well, it's too late now. Yeah, I know. You're the just, one bringing in a haunted book. Just like it's too late for me because I brought in the haunted book. Mm. So what do I do? Do I read it or do I put it back? Did you burn that thing. I'm not going to burn a book. I'm what if like, you throw it away and then it just turns up again and it just keeps showing back up at your house? That would be... I would soil myself. I would be so freaked out. Ed says, what if you are the bad thing it's afraid of? Maybe I'm the one? Hmm. No, because it's coming to me. I don't think It's coming to, towards me. I'm not going towards it. Ew, I'm freaking myself out now. Hello, my friends. Hi, my name is Sarah Stillen. I haven't done this since our live show. Yeah, it's been a while. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. Let's get it started. First up. Let's get it started. I was totally thinking that. Let's get it started. That's enough. First up, a woman from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. Are you just going to keep repeating everything I'm doing? Repeating everything you're doing. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. Greg. Greg. (sighs) 
stop it. Greg, stop it. Stop. Okay, this is not funny. Stop it. What are you doing? What are you doing? Six? Stop it. This is almost as irritating as when you try to play with the knobs. All right, can I... This is not entertaining for anyone. Stop. Stop. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough. Greg! Seriously. <laughs> A woman in Houston is making the news after she has decided to undergo plastic surgery to attempt to look like Melania Trump. Oh. I mean, I guess if you're just going to... Oh, I don't know. Well, she says that the reason that she wants to do it is because she, quote, wants to feel like the first lady that she knows she is in the inside. Yeah, that's kind of a weird way to phrase Isn't it. Isn't that a weird way to phrase it? This is a, That's why it's really crazy, because <coughs> this bitch is crazy. So this woman has undergone a slew of surgical procedures, including operations to give her a tummy tuck, liposuction, and injectable face treatments, according to a statement on the website for Houston plastic surgeon Dr. Franklin Rose. Uh, the patient's name is Claudia Sierra of Cypress, Texas. Uh, let's see. I don't understand it when people have obsessions to look exactly like somebody else. Yeah, I mean, we're... Like, you're not going to be that person. You no, know that, right? You're just going to look like a bizarro version of that person. Yeah. Like that weird guy who wants to look like Justin Bieber or like people who want to look like any Who's of Who's the weird guy that wants to look like Justin Bieber? Did or the Ken doll. The Ken... No, there's yeah, there's a, there's a Justin... Oh, no, he died. Oh. The, the Justin Bieber guy. Didn't he kill himself? I don't, I have no idea what you're talking I about. I think to be honest. so because yeah. there's Justin. Oh boy, yes, yeah, that was a couple years ago. Apparently. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I forgot because he he was in the. He made a hundred thousand dollars to look like Justin Bieber. Yes, and then I yes, and, and then uh, he, yes, he, he has passed away. Yes. Okay. Okay. I thought I remembered that. All right. So this one, this woman though wants to uh, her outside to represent the first lady. She feels like she is on the inside. Oh boy. Uh, Mensa member Claudia Sierra continues. Melania for me illustrates power and strength. She is a first lady, and I'm looking forward to more closely resembling her and becoming a better version of me and for it to show on the outside. Well, if you can't wait to see what Claudia Sierra looks like post-makeover, be sure to catch an episode of Inside Edition where she'll give that big reveal. Inside Edition is still on? Can you believe it? It's on right after a current affair. Uh, Current affair was the one that Bill O'Reilly was on, right? Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was Bill O'Reilly. I, I don't know. I don't know. So there you go. If you want to see that, Inside Edition. Next up, a Washington woman is in jail after she pulled a gun on fast food employees for taking too long to make her food. Now, this is at uh, McDonald's. God, why do people keep pulling weapons on fast food workers? I don't know. Why do people keep pulling weapons, period? Well, it's like yeah, everyone right. has, like, everyone's fuses are so fucking short. Yeah. Well, uh, it's being reported that a 19-year-old woman... Oh, do you have the thing? That was all. All right, here. Well, let me end that story again. Sierra will unveil her makeover on an episode of Inside Edition right after A Current Affair. God, we are... That's so generational. Mm-hmm. Other people don't even probably know what that is. Well, if it's still on... It's not. Oh, A Current Affair is No, I was joking about when we said Inside Edition because it seems outdated, like A Current Affair. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay, so back to my story. So Washington woman, blah, 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 pulled a gun on a fast food employee for uh, taking too long for her order. So the 19-year-old woman became irritated when she didn't get her drink that she had ordered right away. I mean, heaven forbid. She then complained that she thought there was something in her drink, but there wasn't. But she thought there was. a fast food restaurant. Yes. And then the icing on the cake was she was furious when she discovered that she was shorted a chicken nugget. <laughs> she was shorted one chicken nugget. <laughs> so she's in the drive-thru. She was complaining about her drink. Then she looks in the bag, counts her chicken nuggets while still waiting in line. Notices she's oh, you know that one. You know that fast food worker, too, is already like, please just leave, ma'am. And then she, she or he is watching them count the nuggets just like... Oh my god, please let all the nuggets be there. Please oh let god. all the nuggets be there. God damn it, Tim, you didn't put all the nuggets in. <laughs> this lady's One insane. job, Tim. This One lady's job, insane, Tim. Tim. I told you to count the nuggets. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's when uh, when she blew a gasket when she discovered she was shorted a chicken nugget. One employee say that that's when she threw a drink at the window, the one that she said there was stuff in even though there wasn't. Before pulling a handgun on them. Good lord. Let's go from 0 to 100. Mm. Well, employees uh, called police, who subsequently went to the house where her car was registered because they were able to get the license after, you know, she pulled a handgun on them. And they were able to find the woman hiding in the attic. No word if she had brought her food up there. Yeah, I was going to say, was she shoveling down chicken nuggets? chicken nuggets. (laughs) I should have one more. more. She went about it way the wrong way, though. Because the thing is, if she was shorted the chicken nugget, that's when you make a big, like, you make a deal of and just be like, hey, I'm actually shorted some chicken nuggets here. Um, and then they'll probably I give you this. some extra ones exactly. if you're polite. Yeah. If you're polite, you get a whole nother box of chicken nuggets for free. I mean, I don't. You gotta work your angles. All right, so Niceness I don't, like, count works. my chicken nuggets when I get them, but I count them while I eat them. It's like, I would be kind of upset if I got shorted a chicken nugget. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't go back. I, maybe I would, depending on how hungry I was. You would go back over one chicken nugget? How far away would you have to be before you would do it? Say it's a 15-minute drive. No, oh, no, not a 15-minute drive. Like If Five I like, got drive. into the parking lot and I started eating them, I noticed there were only like You six eat in the st- parking lot? You're one of those people. I there's nothing wrong I'm with driving. that. I mean, there's, you eat while you drive. Well, I don't eat like burgers, but I can eat chicken nuggets while I drive. Really? That's the only thing I'll eat while I drive, yeah. No, I save it for when I get home. No way, because the faster you eat them, the faster they disappear, and then they didn't exist. No, no, them. no, you wait. If you have shame food, you wait until you get home and then you scurry upstairs into your no. bedroom and hide it and in just your little, shovel in your little it away. hidey hole? Yeah, and then no. nobody knows that you've done it. No, mine's my, my shame car. But and you I'll just save sit there it. And I'll just eat the whole thing. And then when I get out of the car, I'll just throw the garbage away like it never even happened. Oh, no, I can't. Then do nobody that. knows. No. It hasn't been in my residence, which means the calories don't count, which means everything's fine. Everything's fine. No, you don't enjoy it as much if you're doing it that. I enjoy it. I enjoy it immensely. Driving while eating chicken nuggets is one of my one of life's little pleasures. Really? Really? Huh? Yeah. You I don't because do they're it. not messy. No, I save it for they're myself. They're bite size. It's my own special little treat when I scurry upstairs and shovel it in my mouth and nobody's looking. Ew. I have lots of secrets. You didn't have any problem shoveling in some Cheetos today, though. I saw that. God dang it. <laughs> Sarah, I've been doing really well about not eating them. I had a moment of weakness today, and you call me out on Well, you were making show. you were making fun of me for eating my shame chicken nuggets in the car. I'm not. I was curious. Why did you have to just do that? I'm sorry. I got defensive. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a circle of trust in this room that you're not going to bring <laughs> up. <sighs> 
I didn't mean to. But you didn't even offer. I'm calling you out on something. You didn't even offer any to me. What are you gonna call me out on something, Greg? I'm gonna save it. Fine. Sarah took her shoes off at the airport. What? What are you talking about? You took your shoes off when you were barefoot at the airport. At the airport? When we were, when we were flying to Mexico. What are you? Why are you pointing your and nubby a, little finger at me? I got a picture of it. You did not get it. it That's so creepy. You're I, taking pictures of my feet? No. That is the creepiest thing. Ew. Got, are you like a foot <laughs> fetishist? I am not What's a foot fetishist. What's wrong with you? No. Who takes a picture of other people's feet? Because I thought it was gross because you were barefoot at the airport. I think it's gross that you're taking pictures of my feet. <sighs> Ew. Well, I, it's not because I want to see your feet. Pictures of my feet. What's I've got the pictures right you? here. Barefoot on the ground. Well, then the I'm going to post the picture of you throwing up off the side of the booze cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Tit for tat, Greg. <laughs> Tit for tat. I'm not taking pictures of your feet for my personal... It I am seems not a, like you are. I didn't know that you did. Now you're I saying, like, tell you, I admit it. I admit that I took no, pictures of your feet. No, because I was going to use it as blackmail. No, it sounded you like complained. you were, like, hanging on to it for something. <laughs> You've been holding on to pictures of my feet for a week? <laughs> I forgot it's so I weird. It. No, I took it because I thought it was gross that you were... You always make fun of me for taking my shoes off. And so I was my blackmail to come back at some point. No, I can assure you, I am as far from a foot fetishist as you can get. Okay, I have now you're no... really starting to sound a lot like one. No, I, I don't know. You, ru- you should say that you're not a little bit more. No, I used to have a roommate who was one. Uh-huh. His roommate. No, he was. Mm-hmm. It's that damn book you brought in here. It's tearing us apart. All right, well, Chicken Nugget Lady was arrested uh, on second-degree assault and jailed on $75,000 bail. All right, I liked this story. It kind of made me happy. So this is a it's a feel-good story, Greg. This next one's a feel-good story. Okay. Not some chicken nugget eating motherfucker. No, this doesn't have to do with chicken nuggets. It has to do with Disneyland. All right, so this happened, let's see, this past week. So a California man has now set a record for visiting Disneyland for the 2,000th straight day in a row. How does this woman have this much money? It's a man. Oh, how does this man have this well, much money? Well, so he received an annual pass five years earlier, and he decided that Disneyland made him happy, so he continued to keep going. So Jeff Two thousand straight days. Jeff Wrights, who's so an Air what? Force veteran, uh, launched an online blog cataloging his daily visits to Disneyland, titled Disney Three Hundred and Sixty Six, after attending the park's One More Day at Disneyland Leap Year promotion. So he started off just doing this for a year. He was given an annual pass uh, to the park in Anaheim as a gift by friends uh, while he was unemployed in 2012 and decided to visit what, the park. What's an annual pass? That means you can go every day? You can go, yes, yeah, so I'll tell you what it is. How like. much is that? Um, I don't know how much it is. Let's see. Let's see if it says this. Okay, so he decided to visit the, um, visit the park every day for five and a half years, even after he returned to work. So even now, when he's still working, he still stops by the park every single day. He said, it's been a positive experience, it's been motivating, and it's been my workout. The past year, I've lost oh, about 40... Oh, just like walks around? Mm-hmm. I so mean, he's lost about right. 40 pounds. Okay, so for a year, a Disney Signature pa- Plus Passport is $1,049, which is cheaper than I That's, thought it would be. I thought that would be a lot more. Yeah. Huh. Because, so, I mean, isn't it day so that, pass? Est- that, that shakes out to about being uh, about $3 a day. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not that bad. Yeah, so that's can, like joining a gym or something. So this is the Disney Signature Plus passport, which allows him to visit either one or both Disneyland parks. 
in the area for just roughly three bucks a day. He How said much is less- a normal day pass to Disneyland? I don't know. I, mean, we, I know we know a lot of people go to Disneyland. I'm sure they'd know. Um, yeah, he said that's less than people spending on a cup of coffee when you use it every day. That pass is no-brainer. He said, well, he's been a familiar face. Hmm. So, a, let's see, a one-day price varies by the day. A two-day pass is $100. So, really... Yeah. Yeah. You earn your money back in, what, 18 days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's going every single day. He said, um, yeah. So his daily visits to Disneyland have helped him stay oh, positive. $1,000, so in 20 days. Okay. Yeah. yeah has <laughs> helped him stay positive while searching for a job. Uh, and he said, but ultimately it's become something greater for him. He said, coming to Disneyland every day started as me trying to be positive when he was a little depressed. When your job searching is not about beating the sidewalk to find a job anymore, you're online in front of a computer all day. It can be depressing. He said, uh, Disneyland is now part of my life, and it's grown into more than I expected. You find happiness wherever you find it, people. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Even if it's chicken nuggets. Even if it's looking at p- pictures of people's feet. You just do whatever makes you happy. I'm not looking at people's feet. Whoa, I wasn't talking about you. I was saying people in general. I, ugh, feet are gross. Okay, you sound like a murderer who's like, I totally didn't murder that person. <laughs> they were dead when I found them. Authorities in Maryland have charged a seven-year-old boy after they say that he urinated on steaks that his neighbor was grilling in his backyard. <laughs> seven-year-old shit, little shit apple peed on his neighbor's steaks. Oh, what a little Fucker. Yeah, right? Little turd burger. Yeah, so uh, they have charged a seven year old boy after he was caught peeing on his neighbor's stakes. They charged him with destruction of property. So the St. Mary County uh, St. Mary's County Sheriff's Office said a deputy responded to a home after a victim after the victim contacted them for a report of destruction of property. The investigation found that indeed the little shit apple urinated off of the roof of his home onto the victim's grill where he was cooking expensive steaks. What a little fucker. And the incident was caught on camera by a witness, so he got it on camera. The seven-year-old boy has been charged with one count of malicious destruction, and uh, that's going to be a $1,000 charge. Good. Yeah. I'd be so mad if I was oh, hungry I'd and be... someone peed on my food. I would just be... Oh. I, I mean, this is... Well, no, it's just pissing me off just thinking about it. <sighs> Don't pee on people's sticks. No. It's just rude. Control your shit apples. All right, and I do have some exciting news to round out this world of crazy. So we all know the group, uh, the online hacktivist group, Anonymous. Yes. Correct? That is, that is correct. That is correct. We, we all you're know staying. who they are. Yes, you're All right, and of course, they, they go after, like, a lot of, you know, political figures. They go after, like, the Westboro Baptist Church. All different kinds uh, they, of things. They go after lots of things. They go after lots of things. Some things good, go some after, things bad. Yes, and they also go after secrets. And now Anonymous is making a statement. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, come on. I wanted to surprise you. Uh, you okay, you that surprise right, me with this one? You nerd, yeah. Well, Anonymous has released a YouTube video in which it claims that NASA is getting ready to announce the discovery of alien life. I don't believe it. NASA is getting ready to announce the discovery of alien life. In the latest video, Anonymous states that a NASA spokesperson told a recent U.S. Science, Space, and Technology Committee 
that extraterrestrial life could soon be publicly proven. He said our civilization is on the verge of discovering evidence of alien life in the cosmos, which means if we're on the verge of discovering it, that means they've discovered it. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that maybe they haven't yet or they're still analyzing things. They're going to at some point. I think that's inevitable. But I don't think that I don't think they're on the verge of announcing it. Well, how do you know? Well, I don't. Well, how does how does Anonymous know? Why do they not know? That's the thing with Anonymous, though. There's, like, all the different groups of it. Some groups are the legit ones. I think it's some people that just film videos and claim to be anonymous because technically they're anonymous. Mm-hmm. I think they're wrong on this one. I mean, I think that would be awesome if they were right, but I, I think they're wrong on this one. Well, they have written about uh, alien life on the website, saying the evidence sure is seeming to imply that something is going on in the skies above, and soon an alien announcement will be happening. Hey, I'm, I'm all for it. You know I like aliens. But you don't like robots. Well, I don't. No, I like robots. I just, I'm wary of robots. Oh, wait, why are you backpedaling? You've always said that you hate robots. No, no. Wait, do we have robots that are listening? No, robots are fine. As long as they do what okay, I tell them to. who out there remembers Greg saying that robots are fine? No, in the robot war, absolutely. I will take the side of the humans and I will fight the robots to the very You're last like breath. very worked up. He's pounding on the table and he knows he shouldn't do no, that. No, I dream of, you know, leading the human revolution against the robots when, once they uh, start trying to take over. But I prefer not to ever let them get to that point. Okay. Well, it's going to get to that point. I know. Somebody needs to put What do you think is going to become, what do you think is going to happen first? Self-aware robots? Singularity? Or, or yeah, singularity or aliens. Oh, well, aliens by what do you mean? Like, uh, like, like integrated alien. Like even ali- microbial life. Yes, like, uh, like, in, like the proof of existence of extraterrestrial life or like singularity. Like when they go to Europa and they're sniffing the vents or whatever and they find proof of... Yeah, I mean, they don't organic find... Organic life. Yes, organic life, like, or... No, not even organic life, just something... Well, that's what it would have to be. Well, I know, like, that, but I mean, like, a, like an actual... Some sort of being. Like an alien like being. Like a sentient... Stop alien. using words, yes. A sentient alien being. Like a little green man. Yes. Oh, we'll get to singularity before that. Okay. See, that was... So easy, and you had to make well, it so no, hard. Well, no, it was. I mean, if you're talking about alien life, organic life, that, I mean, there's a good chance life. that I think will happen first. They'll find they'll find a microbe somewhere on Mars or on Europa or something, Titan, or and that'll happen. Then singularity, then the uh, little green. I think aliens are already here. Yeah, but it's not going to be announced. No, they'll announce themselves when they're ready. I think it's going to be soon. Storm's brewing, Greg. We're ripe for a takedown. That's your world crazy. Co-host Clyde Dillon right there. All right. Um, I actually have something that goes along with this. We're doing the full, the full uh, crypto haunting alien show. Um, I'm wondering if maybe I should do this segment first because I have some ball talk. Okay, that I have to talk about, but also I've got some really exciting news about what? About squatches. I do think there's a squatch in these woods. 
Sasquatch! I haven't actually listened to that for a while. All right, so here's the news. We've got big Bigfoot news, big Sasquatch news, and it comes from an unlikely source. Now, I have known about this uh, TV series that's going to be airing for a while now, but I don't think I've ever talked about it on this show. It's going to be coming to A&E, a new TV series called The Low Files. The Low Files will be starring, guess who? Bubba the Squatch Hunter. Rob Lowe. Wait, what? The Low Files. L-O-W-E. The Low Files. It's Rob Lowe and his sons seeking, and his two adult sons, Matthew and John Owen, searching for paranormal things. Are his sons as attractive as he is? Because that must suck to be Rob Lowe's son if you're, like, not hot. I mean, look, I am a a straight male individual, and I can say that I highly doubt anyone's as attractive as Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is just... That's, you know, that's not right. I'm looking so, at his kids. Oh, they're, oh, no, Ooh, no. Really? They didn't, oh, they that didn't, sucks. They didn't get it. They didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe mean, one of them did. What can you do, though? I mean, what that's can like, you do? that's like being Mike, the Michael Jordan's kids. Like, you're, you're never going to be as good as Michael Jordan is One of them looks very Jersey Shore, and one of them looks like the little kid from The Sixth Sense. Huh. I mean, they're not unattractive. They're just not. I mean, they're just not. They're not Rob Lowe. They're not Rob Lowe. I mean, you'll never be able to measure up. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, anyway, they've got a show now called The Low Files. And uh, in it, each episode, they'll be investigating some different kind of paranormal uh, thing. But for this, for the uh, news release for the show, Rob Lowe details the time that he actually saw a Bigfoot. He said oh, they were boy. out camping. They were out hiking in the middle of the woods. They were, uh, according to him, his quote is, we were 100 miles from the nearest town. We spent 45 minutes on the most rugged, brutal mountain trails. It's one in the morning. There are a lot of serious former military men with loaded weapons and that were with them while they were doing this investigation. Then something starts approaching our camps that is defying their orders to stop and their warnings that they were armed. He claims it was a Bigfoot. Oh, so Rob Lowe's crazy. And He's crazy hot. They saw it. It was in the Ozarks. It's uh, something known as a wood ape is what they're calling it. I'd say that's bordering on skunk ape territory. But he said he was lying on the ground thinking he was going to be killed. See, even Sasquatches can't stay away from Rob Lowe. <laughs> it's not about Rob Lowe. It's about the Sasquatch. Oh. Either way, though, um, since he is doing this show, I'm going to attempt to reach out and see if we can get an interview. With even even if one of his sons or something, even though you just called them ugly, uh, we'll probably cut that part. I up. didn't call them ugly. I just said they're no Rob. L- I mean, they know, they know who their dad is. They know yeah. what he looks like. Yeah, it's no news to them. Like they've known it their whole lives. Well, I'm going to try to get one of them on the show. Okay, do it. So I'm going to uh, contact A and E. We have a contact through that company, and I'm going to see if we can get somebody from the Low Files on the show. All right, sounds good. And I'll do the interview because you don't believe in it. No, I'll totally. I'll talk to if Rob I get Lowe. to talk to Rob Lowe, no. I'll totally Mm-mm. believe in nope. Sasquatch. Muted microphone. No, don't you dare! I won't even tell you when I do it. Oh, you dirty whore! The low files coming to A and E. That concludes this uh, Squatch Watch. Nipples in the chat says Bobo and Roblo should host a show just because it's good alliteration. Mm, it is. Bobo <laughs> Bo- and Roblo show. Bobo and Labro. Oh, Bob Loblas Loblog.
Bob blah 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 blah. Bob blah blah. I blah, need blah. to talk to Bob blah blah. All right, uh, let's do some ball talk. All I right, got just a little bit of ball talk, but there's breaking news. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. It's a very short ball talk today, but it's a very important one. Important. Muy importante. See. Well, there's two things. Oh, well, you're lying already. Awesome. We'll do two things. All right, uh, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. Let's uh, first off talk about the big basketball news. The big basketball news is this: two things. One, Phil Jackson is now out with the New York Knicks. That one's uh, probably non-basketball fans may not be aware of that part, but Phil Jackson, anyway, has been with the Knicks for about three and a half is years. He, like, does he do shoes too? Oh, that's Phil, Phil Knight. Jackson. No, that's Phil. <laughs> All right. Oh, Phil Knight is the founder of the Nikes. Phil Jackson, also known as Zen Master, is the guy who led Chicago Bull or coached the Chicago Bulls to six championships and then the Lakers to, I don't know, however many he got with the Lakers. He's got a bazillion rings. I believe, including the one he won as a player, he's got more rings than fingers. Anyway, Phil Jackson out with the New York Knicks. Uh, but the big news today is the blockbuster trade that happened. The blockbuster trade? It's a blockbuster trade. It's a big-time trade for the NBA. The Los Angeles Clippers, who have had their, quote-unquote, big three, or and a big three and a half. J.J. Reddick's not a big one, but he's a half. It's breaking up. The L.A. Clippers Uh-oh. are breaking up. They've been trying to make a run for it for a while. I don't believe they've made it out of the first round. The Blazers beat them last year when everybody broke, got, got injured on the Clippers. And now comes word that Chris Paul, you know who Chris Paul is. Oh, he's very attractive. I know. That's how I know you know who Chris Paul is. He's also quite good at basketball. He's on the, towards the, the back end of his career, but he's still got, an, I would guess he's got another four years of good productivity left in him. Chris Paul has now been traded from the L.A. Clippers to the Houston Rockets to team up with James Harden, oh, the Beard. Oh, boy. To try to form their own super team in Houston. Why is... They're always pairing James Harden up with people to try and make a super team. And it never works. And it never works. See, even I knew that. And it doesn't... proud of it that. It never works. I remember Beard Sanity. Well, that was with Jeremy Lin when everybody thought he was going to become a big thing. Well, he was. He was, briefly, while. Yeah. But James Harden was teamed up with Dwight Howard, and God, who else did they have down there? They've tried Josh Smith. Anyway, Chris Paul, arguably still the best point guard in the NBA. Now joining the Houston Rockets. He's now a Houston Rocket. J.J. Redick is reportedly leaving, and uh, Blake Griffin also probably going to be on his way out as well. LA Clippers being broken up. That was, that was big news. That was. Big basketball news. Sorry, I, I have to pee. Oh, that's what's going on. I always forget about this time of the show. You start, well, like, past glaring. One. And you get angry. I'm and not like, glare. I'm not angry. You get I'm really just, glary. I am not glaring. <laughs> Don't make me choke. And then you do this, like, nod at me thing where you stare what? and trying to get me to, like, go faster. 
I did, Chris Paul, Dreamboat, going to the Houston Rockets. To try I did, and pair I up did with, not say Dreamboat. Do uh, you think he's the sexiest man alive? And he's going to team up with James Harden, although it never works with James Harden. And you thought that Jeremy Lin was going to be better than he was because they started Beard Sanity together, but he wasn't. Finally, in Ball Talk, we have this. I just want to make the world aware of this in the world of sometimes depressing things. We have this, and it comes from the minor league baseball with the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, where they have a member of the team who's becoming quite famous. And his name is Jake the Diamond Dog. So there's videos of Jake now. Jake is a golden retriever who hangs out in the dugout. Aww. And uh, a fan favorite. And in between innings, or when umpires need help, he will bring out baskets of water to the umpires and sit there while they drink some water and then put it back in the basket. And then he'll go back to the dugout. Oh, I don't even know what he looks like, but I want to hug him. Uh, yes. Uh, I will is post he a video. He's very fluffy. Is he fluffy? He is very fluffy. Oh, my gosh. Does he look like he wants me to hug him? He, I want to hug him. Okay, so He's that would awesome. probably mean that I would 10 out of 10 hug him. I think you would 10 out of 10 want to hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake the Diamond Dog. Yeah, Jake the Diamond Dog is awesome. It makes me want to go to Fort Wayne just to see Jake the Diamond Dog. All right, there we go. That's that's all I just want. I like to dog news. That, right, was that great. concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That was a good ball talk. It was a good ball talk. Mm-hmm. I know. I know that. I I know. I'm just going to sit here while we're slowly closing out the show. Sarah, uh, I know you did want to talk about something, though. I did. What are we? Oh, well, gosh darn it, Greg. Hang on just a second. I you don't have to have the, that behind it. But I really like to have yeah, it. Yeah, we can do it without that. Okay. All right. Are we going to talk a little bit about uh, our wonderful sponsor, Bike Gallery? Bike Gallery! Yes. Well, I do have to say, since we... You know, have been, Greg and I have been talking about this forever because we've been trying to, you know, get a little bit more in shape. And I will say because of Bike Gallery, I have lost about 10 pounds since I've been riding my bike from them. And that's been about three weeks. And that is the only exercise that I've been doing is just riding my bike around town. And I credit that all to just bike riding and having a good quality bike that I can ride um, from Bike Gallery. So the place that we actually went to is their Westmoreland location, which is Mm -hmm. uh, right in downtown Salwood. But they have six locations all around town. Plus, they have their world location online at bikegallery.com. Where they ship everywhere. They ship everywhere. Also, uh, if you are going to order anything online, be sure to use the code FUNEMPLOYMENT when you check out and uh, you get 10% off. Yeah, that's the key thing. Use that code. Even if you go in and you're just like, hey, I'm going to pick up a pair of gloves or something. Use the code Fun Employment. You get 10% off. And it's how they track, you know, and make sure that, um, you know, that their advertising works with us, to be mm. honest. And so that's why we really encourage everyone, if, if you know somebody who uses a bike, you know somebody who bikes, uh, have them go into Bike Gallery because, hey, it's an awesome store. And it's they're good they're good people. All the locations, they're cool. They're nice. Their website's great, too, if you want to shop online. But use that code FUNEMPLOYMENT when you check out or um, either in person or online. You can even use it online and just put it into the code at the well, end. And just for vanity's sake, let me tell you, like I, bike riding is one of the best forms of exercise that you can do. I mean, it works everything in your body. I'm 
tanner. I'm stronger, and it is a lot of fun. And it's plus it's yeah. summertime. There's no excuse to be inside, you know, like running on a treadmill or something. Get outside, enjoy the beautiful weather wherever you are, and uh, go on a bike ride, breathe some fresh air. It does. It, it really does. Uh Help work out. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's you the feel only. Better. That's you the, feel better after doing it. That's the only exercise that I've been doing. And when I went back to visit my parents, they, they all complimented me on what I look like. And I'm like, I've just been riding my bike. I'm riding my bike all the time. And that's not awesome. hardcore, but, you know, just ride it a little bit and it goes a long way. There you go. Go to Bike Gallery and uh, use the code Fun Employment. That was good, sir. I didn't want to sound like I'm bright, but I'm not bragging because I still no. want to lose more weight. But I mean, I, that's, that's the, not that's the thing that I have done that that's, is working that's for me. That's great. I think that's that's awesome. Okay. Well, you should be. I happy get embarrassed about that. about that. Okay. Yes. Oh, I, I know. know. I know. I know. That's sharing a lot. That's a lot. Sharing it is. A lot it's more embarrassing to share that share. much. So it, well, I'm, I'm embarrassing of, myself. I'm proud so. of you. I think it's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think that's really great. So yes, if you want to support us, please go buy a goddamn bike. My face turned red. Yeah, still have to pee. A little nervous. I'm a little flummoxed. It's because of that damn book. Where Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We appreciate it greatly. Your listenership uh, does not go unnoticed, and we really do appreciate it. For those of you that are live subscribers, six ninety nine a month, the first week is free. You may be getting a very exclusive audio piece before anybody else does quite soon. There is the uh, Fun Employment Radio Experience recording that's maybe going to show up there in the archives. We'll let you know when it happens. Boo! Uh, not quite yet, but we'll let you know what happens. But you will get it first because you are a live subscriber. Um, this is fun, Greg. It's fun to be back in the saddle until you start doing that. Uh-oh. Uh, tomorrow, we will be live at about 11 a.m. Pacific time. For those of you doing that, the podcast, of course, goes up after that. Um... One more thing, just side thing that I wanted to promote yep. on my own. Please. Um, I do a lot of work for digitaltrends.com, and, uh, and including on their YouTube page and their Facebook page. And there's like the – I do the daily tech videos, and then I do three different podcasts during the week. If people want to like those and share those, that would be awesome. That would be cool. Or just say, hey, that Greg guy's really good. Oh, that Greg guy. Oh, who's that Greg guy? Who's that guy right oh, there? That guy's, that guy's all right. All right. You just go to Digital Trends YouTube page and find the ones with me. Perfect. I'm Tanner. You can see my tan. Yeah, you are Tanner. Yeah. Good talk. All right. Thank you. Can we command now? Yes. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Duck You're listening to the oh, Fun whoops. Employment Radio Network. Let's start playing it. Oh, that was a clusterfuck. Yeah, why, why did you have to play it twice? I didn't mean to.